coaches have a two-minute drill or a hurry-up offense that they create worst-case situations. And then they coach their players to achieve best-case outcomes, a la a win. Today, you're going to learn how to use worst-case scenarios to achieve best-case results. If you're setting a new goal to lose weight, to sell more, to save more, or maybe you're just trying to figure out how to buy that thing that you just have to have, you're probably looking at everything through a best-case scenario lens, and you're not going to achieve it because you didn't account for worst-case moments. Today, I'm going to show you how to leverage the worst to become the best. You're listening to the Sales Life, a top 5% podcast in the world, and I'm your host, Marsh Bice. And before we roll out with today's episode, I just want to thank those who have left some recent ratings. And if you would do the same, it only takes a second to rate and a minute to leave a word behind of how this or other episodes have helped you in your walk. There are millions of podcasts to choose from, and your words could be the thing that causes them to listen to the show and initiates a change that they so desperately need in their life. And it was all thanks to you. The easiest way to leave a rating is to go to myname.com, Marsh Bice, that's M-A-R-S-H-B-U-I-C-E, it's like juice with a B in front, marshbice.com, and click on the ratings link. And there you can drop in your comments and your ratings right there on the site. So let me ask you this, where are you today? Text me or send me a picture at 337-565-0906 and let me know where you're listening to The Sales Life in the world today. You can watch today's episode by searching The Sales Life on YouTube and also get snippets of the show wherever you like to hang out on social media. Just search my name and let's connect. If you want to have more, do more, be more, then say no more. Let's get on with today's episode. So change is about to happen for you, right? In a big way, you've got change on your mind. Something's going to be different for you. If I asked you what your goals were, you would probably forecast it from a best case scenario. Everything that you've read about, researched about, and, and the path that it goes on, and other people who have gone before you, that's what worked for them. And you're looking at everything from a best case scenario. When we got to look at it from a worst case scenario. It's not that you don't set high goals. It's that you plan for that achievement through a worst case scenario lens. Think about it like this. When a firefighter goes to the call, they don't go on a call with just enough equipment. This is how many bedrooms it is. This is where it's located. And so we're going to bring just enough equipment. No, when that truck pulls up, they pull up with more than enough equipment, meaning they've got everything on that truck for a worst case scenario. They may fight that fire in a standard way, but something unexpected arises. The wind shift, some sort of situation that they did not even factor in, gas lines, something. So they all of a sudden detect something or see something and they say, you know what? We got to go to the truck and get something different. They've got a worst case scenario on that truck. They pack and they plan for a worst case scenario. So when they respond, they're ready. That's what you got to do. Everything you do has to be through a worst case scenario lens. 
Billionaire Tillman Fertitta says that he will not acquire a business unless it meets his worst case scenario plan. Meaning that when he's looking at acquiring something, can I acquire this business and can it still be profitable? Can I make it make sense in a worst case scenario? And if the answer is no, then he walks away from it. He walks away from it. And doesn't mean that he won't come back to it at another time. He just says, in my worst of moments, can I make this work? And if the answer is no, I'm going to put myself in a dire situation and I'm going to do things in an erratic way. And I could put myself in even further jeopardy from there. So he walks away from it. As you're rolling out, I want you to look at everything from a worst case scenario lens. So let's take something you've just got to buy, right? You're looking at something that causes you to have to stretch. If you really got to have it, you begin to figure out, yes, it's a stretch, but you're trying to figure out how you can make it work. So you start thinking to yourself, you know what? I can pick up some extra shifts at work. I can work a little bit overtime. And as a matter of fact, I got this side hustle, this, this t-shirt business, or I've got this lawn business, man. I can cut some extra yards and I can come up with the extra money to be able to afford this thing. No, 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 no. Because what you're not factoring is worst case scenario. What happens in a worst case scenario if they cut out all overtime at work? What happens if your little side hustle business fails? What happens if there's a month long Noah's Ark flood and you ain't mowing no yards, man? What do you do then? Look at your traditional buying habits too. That thing that you had to have 18 to 36 months ago, dude, you're trying to replace it now. Keep that in mind. It's going to wear off. What is brand new don't stay brand new because chances are it's going to lose its shininess and something better is going to come out. And that thing that you had to have that you scrapped up and scraped up to get and put yourself in further debt, you're not going to want 18, 36 months from now. So what I want you to do, I want you to look at everything from a worst case scenario. Instead of saying, hey, can I pick up these extra shifts to try to make the payments, to try to stretch a little bit, can I do it in a worst case scenario? So if that perfect situation, if there's a flood, if there's layoffs, in that situation, can I still afford it and still maintain the lifestyle that I have now? The answer is no, dude, you got to walk away from it. I know it's hard. But keep in mind, that thing you had to have 18 to 36 months from now, you ain't going to want it anyway. And chances are, if you walk away from it, sometimes a better opportunity comes up or you're going to be in a better financial situation. So let's take weight loss. We tend to look at everything from a best case or too long term of a scenario, right? So with weight loss, you tend to say, this is my year. I'm going to make it happen. Yet you don't have anything strategic put in place. So then you say, oh, for the next six months, I'm going to bust my tail and I'm going to make this thing work. It's, it's too broad. And what you're not factoring in the margin for error. So drill it down even more. Keep it simple. For weight loss, do a seven for seven. Seven workouts in seven days. See, you've got to break it down to the ridiculous where in your mind, you're like, I can knock out seven workouts in seven days, but I'm going to give you a bonus hack. I do mine 30 for 30, meaning I do 30 workouts in 30 days. But there are days where something comes up and I was not able to work out that day. Okay. Instead of beating myself up, I get one per week on a 30 for 30. I get one per week where I have that mulligan day, meaning something came up. I didn't work out, but the following day, I knock out two workouts. 
So I may have a good weight training day, but then also if it was a day that I missed that normally I run three to five miles, I do it that day also. So I get my double up day and that brings me back to even, brings me back to zero again and then I'm on from there. So on a seven for seven, you get one mulligan day, man. You get one double up day. Do not get to to Sunday and say, well, I'm going to knock out seven workouts today. No, you only get one day that just in case something comes up and that's in a worst case scenario. But that seven for seven, remember, you're building consistency. Then you can go 14 for 14 or 30 for 30 or like my buddy Kenny is 90 for 90. He's rocking and rolling, but you've got to factor in those small details, those worst case scenarios. So that way, if something comes up, you don't hit the skids and you say, oh, well, it's not meant to be. So sales, <laughs> if I asked you what your sales goal was, you would probably tell me from a best case scenario lens. Okay. So you want to sell 30 units this month, but you're going to tell me, I want to sell 30 and you factor in according to your calculations, you got to work with about 50 customers. I want you to bump that up in a worst case scenario. Instead of 50, bumping up 10 percentage points, maybe even 20 percentage points. So instead of 50 customers that you know you have to get to net out because success is all arithmetic, you factor in and say, look, I got to work with 60 to 65 customers. Yeah, that's a bigger number, but what it does is it gives you margin. It creates that margin for error because you got to factor the 10 percenters. The 10 percent, something's going to go wrong. You're going to have a bad week. You're going to have some unfairness, some things that don't go your way. You could have bad health. You could have that cavity. You could have bad weather. You could have poor inventory. You could have the almost where things are trying to come together, but they're just not coming together. You don't factor those things in. So when you set these high goals, especially if you're setting big numbers, these average numbers, yeah, you, you don't have to factor in margin for error because you're used to being average. I'm talking about above average. I'm talking about I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm talking about I got to be a BIW, a best in the world. If you're going to do that, then what you've got to be able to do is, is you've got to build your case, but you've got to build it from a worst case scenario lens. You work from a worst case scenario, but you enjoy the benefits of the best case. Hey, that's all the time that we have today. Let me know how your progress is going. You can find me at marshbice.com. That's spelled M-A-R-S-H-B-U-I-C-E. It's spelled like juice with a B in front. And there you will find all the socials where I hang out and also the links to the YouTube channel. I'd love for you to subscribe to that channel as well. And while you're there, you can walk the aisles and comb through hundreds of previous episodes. And in the bottom right is a mic. And that's a link from you to me. I would love to hear from you. Tell me what's going on in your life and also how I can help. I'm no hair, but I'm all ears. Remember, the greatest sale that you will ever make is the sale you own you because you're more than enough. Stay amazing. Stay in the sales life.